Welcome to the October 4th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Podcast. We cover the biggest stories in Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency every single day. You can count on us being here. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. Jumping right into the market analysis, Bitcoin is sitting near $6,600 today. It rallied yesterday from around $6,400 all the way to $6,650 and has stabilized near $6,600. It's quite stable in general and so is the rest of the cryptocurrency market. Things are about the same as they were over the past week. Ethereum's number two at $22.9 billion market cap. Ethereum's number three at $21.2 billion market cap. EOS is still at number five with a $5.3 billion market cap. And Stellar's at number six with a $4.6 billion market cap. So it's a relatively stable day in cryptocurrency. And Bitcoin's sitting above that critical support level of $5,800. It's about 10% above that. So this might be a good time to buy while the market's stable. And in general, Bitcoin's been getting a lot more stable over the year. If you look at the long-term chart, there's been a lot of volatility, but the volatility is decreasing. And now Bitcoin's stabilizing towards about the $6,000 level. Jumping right into our first story. A apartment complex in Manhattan has been tokenized on the Ethereum blockchain. And this was made possible through a partnership between Propeller and Fluidity, which are two companies that facilitate compliant digital securities trading. So this is really cool because I'll just go into an example. There's this thing called CryptoKitties where you could buy digital cats with using Ethereum. And then you could breed these digital cats and make baby kitties and then raise them, I guess. And then you could trade those kittens that are bred for other kittens. But the cool thing about CryptoKitties is it uses non-fungible tokens. So with Bitcoin, Bitcoin's a fungible token. One Bitcoin can be interchanged with another Bitcoin and there's no difference. But non-fungible tokens, each non-fungible token is unique for each particular asset. In the case of CryptoKitties, there's each kitten or cat is a different non-fungible token. It's individual, it has its own traits. So these apartments in Manhattan, and it's in the East Village of Manhattan, it's a $30 million apartment complex and there's 12 units, I believe. So each one was tokenized as a non-fungible token and the ownership was put into a smart contract. So now, people can prove that they own these apartments with the non-fungible token that represents the apartment, and they could trade it. There's legal paperwork to go along with it. That's where Propeller and Fluidity come in. So now investors in real estate, and also just the owners, they could decide to buy and sell these non-fungible tokens representing apartments without any help from the bank, without any bank fees, of course, there might be fees associated with fiat currency going back and forth because they might trade the token for millions of dollars of fiat, or they could trade it for cryptocurrency, but it's up to them. It's kind of decentralizing the real estate system a little bit, and it also makes it cryptographically secure. Like a non-fungible token that represents an apartment unit cannot be hacked. And that's obviously very important when you're dealing with millions of dollars in one non-fungible token. So not even the most powerful supercomputer can hack it. Of course, you gotta keep your password safe. Also, you could send it instantly anywhere in the world. So usually with a real estate sale, you've got to fly across the world to buy it. But let's say you have someone look at the apartment for you in New York and you want to buy it, but you're in like Dubai or something. You could send the money over with Bitcoin and then they send the non-fungible token to you through the blockchain. So this allows for instant and cryptographically secure transactions across the world for real estate. And this might be the future of real estate. This just might be a small taste of the future of real estate where real estate transactions are conducted cryptographically securely and instantly across blockchains, especially Ethereum probably because of its smart contract technology. Now for our next story. Coinbase valuation has probably hit $8 billion. They're making a deal with Tiger Global, and Tiger Global is a big hedge fund that invests 
and startups like Coinbase. Coinbase is still considered a startup, actually, even though it's the biggest cryptocurrency exchange headquartered in the United States. Because all crypto companies are basically startups. Bitcoin started in 2009. And every like stuff that's within 10 years of starting is pretty much a startup. So Coinbase is a startup. And last summer, the valuation, in the summer of 2017, they were valued at $1.5 billion. But that was before the major rally that brought Bitcoin to $20,000 in December 2017. And now it appears the valuation has more than quadrupled. This is 430% higher than the valuation in the summer of 2017. So if this Tiger Global deal goes through for a $500 million investment into Coinbase, Coinbase's valuation will be $8 billion. And it is expected that $250 million of this will go into Coinbase's coffers, and then another $250 million will be used to buy out other shareholders. So there is stock and shares in Coinbase privately, and they did a previous funding round a while ago for $100 million, and there hasn't been any funding round since then. This might be considered a funding round, kind of, but it's only one investor buying a lot of stock at once. But shareholders on the secondary markets have been approached by lots of firms and other investors that want to buy Coinbase stock because Coinbase stock is maybe one of the most prime stocks for the cryptocurrency space. So people are trying to buy this stock, but Coinbase issued a statement saying you cannot sell your shares. You cannot deal on the secondary markets. I don't know if it's if there's a complete ban on selling shares. Maybe it's allowed from individual to individual, but you're certainly not allowed to put your shares onto a secondary market and start trading them in mass amounts. So investors have been approaching Coinbase shareholders trying to buy shares, but they're Coinbase shareholders can't really cash out. But now, if this Tiger Global deal goes through for $500 million, a lot of the people that want to cash out will be able to cash out. And they probably made a lot of money because there's such a high demand for Coinbase stock. Ultimately, Coinbase is looking for an initial public offering, it appears, which is where their stocks would be listed on the stock exchange and traded worldwide. And that would be a major, major milestone for the crypto space. That's not happening yet, and it's not happening for the foreseeable future as of now. But it appears Coinbase is aiming towards that and going towards it. I think Coinbase is in a really prime position to expand if they get this investment, which will give them hundreds of millions of dollars in their bank. Plus, they recently decided that they're going to add all the cryptocurrencies possible across the world. Wherever a cryptocurrency is legal, they're going to add it. Like in the United States, they'll add all the ones that are legal in the U.S., and then a lot of cryptocurrencies aren't legal in the U.S. because of security laws, but they'll add those in the United Kingdom, for example, because they're over there too. So they actually opened up an application process where people can... Basically, they suggest cryptocurrencies that should be listed. And over the next year or so, there's probably going to be a lot of cryptocurrencies listed on Coinbase. Right now, there's only five cryptocurrencies on Coinbase. That's Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, and Litecoin. That'll probably expand to dozens or hundreds, if what they're saying is true. And Coinbase still has a long way to go to catch up to Huobi, OKX, and Binance, who occasionally have trading volume individually of $1 billion per day. So... Coinbase has a lot of room to catch up, but they could catch up with all these with all this money being invested, plus they're expanding to all the coins now. So that would actually probably be good news for the crypto space if Coinbase gets really big, because Coinbase is the main interface for United States customers to buy cryptocurrency. So if Coinbase does better, that means the whole crypto market demand will probably go up. Now for our next story. The U.S. District Court has ruled that the Commodity Futures Trading Commission has jurisdiction over all cryptocurrencies as commodities. So this is a landmark milestone ruling. It was by Judge Raya W. Zobel of the U.S. District Court of Massachusetts. And this was involving the My Bitcoin case. Basically, it's a fraudulent cryptocurrency company, and they kind of chose a name similar to Bitcoin, My Bitcoin. And the Commodity Futures Trading Commission has been prosecuting them. By the way, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission is the CFTC. 
So the CFTC has been prosecuting my Bitcoin, and then my Bitcoin said the CFTC can't prosecute them because they're not a commodity. Then the judge ruled that all cryptocurrencies are commodities. So now the CFTC has the right to police the entire crypto market. And they used a really broad definition of commodities. They say that anything that's a good, an article, or service rights and interests for which there are contracts for future or present delivery is a commodity. So almost everything with value. Not everything, but almost everything with value. And they, the court referenced how the Bitcoin market has future markets, and that factored into the decision. So the CFTC is happy about this, but now it creates a hostile situation with the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, and the CFTC to police the crypto markets simultaneously. The SEC says all the cryptos are securities besides decentralized ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just to go into this briefly, the SEC says any crypto which investors buy in expectation of getting profits in the future plus those profits plus the money that they spend buying the crypto goes to a centralized organization, then it's a security. So almost all the cryptocurrencies besides Bitcoin and Ethereum, which are sufficiently decentralized, don't have a central organization, almost all the cryptocurrencies are securities. And now the courts have ruled that all the cryptocurrencies are commodities. So now we've got two large, powerful government organizations policing the crypto markets, making things very hostile, making it very hard to start any companies. And I think the real solution is obviously a new government agency that could override the SEC and the CFTC that's specialized for crypto. There should be a new agency that makes completely new legislation actually based on the crypto markets of what they are because crypto is an exotic new asset class. It's a combination of security and a commodity and a currency. So it's an exotic new asset class. It really needs a new government body to regulate it because right now they're trying to regulate cryptocurrency like it's a traditional financial asset, like a security or commodity, but it's something totally new. They're trying to fit a square peg through a round hole and it's not going through. So they got to fix this situation, but they're probably not going to. This is just my speculation and thoughts on what they should do. This is probably not going to happen. The SEC and the CFTC would prefer to continue having dominant control over the markets. Now for our final story of the day. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I can think of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. And also the Petro. The Petro cryptocurrency... Venezuela's state-backed cryptocurrency is going to be released on the 5th of November, which is a famous day for anarchists worldwide to celebrate because that's the day Guy Fawkes tried blowing up the British Parliament, and he failed, but he put a bunch of explosives under the British Parliament, and he got caught at the last minute. But anarchists still celebrate this day, and now Venezuela is launching their cryptocurrency, the Petra, on that day for a public sale. At, originally, they say they launched it, but then there was definitely reports that are confirmed that there is no Petro as of yet until now. They've released a new Petro white paper. They released one way in the past, but now they released a totally new one. And they say they're really launching it this time, and it's going on sale for real. They released a wallet and everything. The white paper looks legit. It's basically a copy of Dash, which used to be Darkcoin. It's like the number one X11 cryptocurrency. And the reason Venezuela chose Dash's code is because Dash is a very anonymous sort of coin. That's what they used to call it, Darkcoin for like the dark web. And it uses masternode technology, where the masternodes mix the coins up, so it makes it very hard to trace the coin. So Venezuela is choosing a very anonymous cryptocurrency, and also X11 is very secure. It goes through 11 hashing algorithms, making it like pretty much impossible to break. Not even the most powerful supercomputer can go through an X11 cryptocurrency's security. So Venezuela is finally launching the Petro. It didn't exist before, even though they said it existed. It caused a lot of confusion and made the Petro look bad. But here's the bright news. Venezuela says they're going to sell 
49 million Petra to the public and keep 51 million Petra to themselves. And it looks like beyond that, they're not going to essentially control it. They're not doing like an ERC-20 token where they can just print more Petra. It looks like they're just going to have like most of the Petra to start and then let the value rise on its own. And since Venezuela is dying for a currency that works, despite all the controversy surrounding the Petra, it might actually work, I think. So right now, the Cafe Con Leche Index has gone up 250% in the past two months. And this is the index of someone goes to a coffee shop in Caracas regularly and tracks how much the price of one cup of coffee goes up in Caracas. It's gone up 250% since August 2018, two months. Despite the efforts by the Venezuelan government to make the situation appear better by releasing a new currency, they replaced the Bolivar Fuerte with the Sovereign Bolivar, and they said they're back in with the Petro. Despite that hyperinflation continues, that's what everyone expected. You can't stop hyperinflation from a redenomination of the fiat currency. But now they're really releasing the Petro, and Venezuela is dying for a currency that can just hold value and is legal. Bitcoin's kind of legal, but it's being cracked down upon for various reasons. If the Petro is released, Venezuela will fully allow citizens to use it. And it might get very valuable if there's a limited supply like it looks like. So this could be very interesting and good news. Of course, the Petro will never be tradable in the United States or the Western world. There's international sanctions. And this is, comes back to the 5th of November thing, the Anarchy Day. Venezuela is releasing the Petro to get around international sanctions because Venezuela's government has had disagreements with the United States and the Western powers for many, many years. And they have huge international sanctions on them for trade and finance. So Venezuela's creating the Petro to get around those barriers and free their economy from the centralized control of the global economy that's going on. So it's kind of like an anarchist decision, even though it's on a country-to-country -country scale. Like, these are countries fighting each other. It's still like anarchy in the sense that Venezuela's breaking the global power system as it is if they launch the Petro and it becomes successful. So I think it's appropriate they're releasing on the 5th of November. And I look forward to see what happens. Of course, like I said, it's not legal in the United States at all. It's illegal. So no U.S. investors or even people in the Western world in general should buy this because it's probably illegal like everywhere in the Western world. But it will be interesting to watch and it'll be a good case example of how a cryptocurrency can make a country's economy turn profitable again in the long term. I think that's what's going to happen if this really is a limited supply of coins. I might be wrong. They might be able to change its code whenever they want. They probably could because they own the mining power. So that's going too far to say that this is could be a good example that if they allow a limited supply of coins and don't start printing them, this will definitely work, I think. But if they start printing them, it won't work. It's the same thing with fiat currency. And Venezuela's printed more fiat currency than any other country relative to how much they can afford to print. They printed so much fiat currency, it's become worthless. People are going to the grocery store with like trash bags full of cash. So of the boulevards. That's all we have for you today on this October 4th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast. Go to BitcoinNews.com for the full spectrum of blockchain, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency analysis 24-7. If you read BitcoinNews.com, you will be an expert in no time. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. Hasta la vista.